Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. It's episode six. Don't be a week late for something you see coming. We're saying sorry again. Not for that much. We got the truth of the week. Alex Smith and the Sky Cam is going to prove he farvin' sucks. Bold predictions, overrated, underrated. Calling something in the future coming about long bombs and how to hedge your bets. By the way, some stats are stupid, but this show isn't. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, folks. I'm your host, Jeff Hewlett. I'm here with Weird Mike and the voice of God, Brent Waits. We're fired up for another week in the NFL. Oh, man. Crazy stuff that happened this weekend. We're going to cover all of it. We're going to tell you how to hedge your bets. Don't be late for something you see coming. Even some of the best handicappers in the world missed something last week. We didn't. We hope you didn't either. Start listening to us. We're warming up this week. Also, uh, truth of the week. Oh, baby, we got a rock star in this league. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Mike came in here uh, looking kind of like uh, <laughs> bowling alley singles night John Travolta. He looks ready to go. Got burned on Monday night. How was your weekend there, bud? Natural letdown after Vegas. Twiddled my farvin' thumbs. Watched some football. What are you going to do? So, yeah, you go with your weird pick. You put your money where your mouth is. Don't get me started on the skins. Took it on the chin. Third and one late, backdoor cover. I still remember when Kirk Cousins rubbed the head of his general manager and he said, how you like that? I love him. I love him. He's weird. I love him. He's like the Forrest Gump of the NFL. <laughs> Brad, how was your weekend, bud? Not too bad. It was up north. Enjoyed this, uh, this beautiful weather we had. And yeah, just took it easy. Actually played a game of Survivor. Can't really explain the rules, but it was amazing. Finished six, got robbed. I want to talk about it. All right. Now, listen, don't be late for something you see coming. If you see a trend, it's going to break at some point, especially if it's inconsistent. The 49ers were an overachieving team that didn't lose to a team by more than five points all season. However, they're not that good. On offense, they suck. And they were up against an underachieving team, the Dallas Cowboys, coming off a of bye week. At a six-point spread, eventually got to seven uh, by kickoff. This was a gimme. This is one of those beatdowns that you got to see coming. Look, everything's clear in retrospect, but you can see this stuff coming, okay? There's other underachieving teams meeting up later in the year with overachieving teams, and I'm going to tell you to take them right now, okay? On December, I believe it's December 3rd, December 3rd, take the Falcons over the Vikings. The overachieving Vikings are going into Atlanta, and I guarantee you that spread's going to be skewed because the, the public's going to love the Vikings. The Falcons are still the most talented offense in the NFC, and they're going to figure it out. Anyway, there's another setup game coming. We saw the Niners coming. We hope you did too. Uh, Dallas just shit-kicked them. Careful on that Dallas, though. Now they're playing the skins. You got total opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, Dallas off a public beatdown, 40 points. Washington... Monday night loss, short week, division rival. Everybody and their uncle going to be on Dallas. Just, you know, when, when those kind of opposites attract in the NFL, usually a lot of people lose money. And, yeah, bold bold take there on the Falcons' best NFC offense. No, that was, that was last year. The MVP season is over. Matt Ryan has returned to normal years of average – passer ratings and average yardage each game they've given up an insane amount of leads they've had already and 
Yeah, what? I disagree. It's talent. I didn't say effective. I didn't say operating at the best uh, efficiency right now. I said talent. Give me Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, Mohamed Sanu, Devonta Freeman, Gabriel, and Tevin Coleman. Uh, and I'm telling you, I'll take them to figure it out. It's coaching. I don't care if they have to fire Sarkeesian. They're going to figure it out. It's, talent's figured out. It's chemistry that's not working right now. Absolutely no. Sarkeesian's got to go. He's a joke. I mean, they run, they ran the sweet play with Taylor Gabriel, of all people. Devonta Freeman's like the best red zone back in the league. And they go to 140-pound Taylor Gabriel to try and punch it in the end zone against the Pats. Yeah. The Falcons are going to figure out how to pass the ball and score touchdowns, just like the Dallas Cowboys figured out how to run the ball after two games of unsuccessful running. The Patriots had the worst defense in the league up until this week. They are, that's trending down. Just, you should have seen this coming. The Patriots are not going to have the worst defense in the league all year. That's why they always get to January football. If you see a trend coming, it's going to break. Don't be a week late. Hop on Dallas. Hop on underachieving teams facing overachieving teams and the stupid spread that's made because the public thinks so. I'm just letting you know. Set your alarms December 3rd. Isn't it kind of weird to be talking about a line that far in advance? I... If I think it's weird, man, it's weird. I, I just thought, that's kind of cool. I never heard that before, like on a show. Yeah, I'm giving you a pick. I don't even know what the spread is. You can check it right now. But I'm telling you, Falcons are taking that game. Classic, overachieving team running into an underachieving team at the wrong time. Anyway, uh, moving on. This week's Truth of the Week. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the week, folks. Derek Carr is an absolute stud. If there was ever any doubt, on Thursday night, it went away. With a broken back, when most of you would be pulling a grandparent's move out of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and laying in bed waiting for a golden ticket, Derek Carr was being chased around by the Chiefs defense, throwing some of the most clutch throws I've seen in years. With a broken back, he is, he is the next Brett Favre. I'm surprised he missed one game. What a stud. What a game. By the way, Amari Cooper, 11 catches, 205 yards, two touchdowns. Sounds like a rock star game. I've never seen a guy who looked more embarrassed after a game because he knows he could have had the best game in NFL history. He had 19 targets. And those weren't missed throws. Those weren't overthrows. Those hit him in the face. Those hit him in the hands. Amari Cooper could have had a 450-yard game. Pretty sure you didn't have him on your uh, fantasy team, eh, voice of God? Uh, <laughs> Mike, I didn't even know you paid attention to fantasy. By the way, by the way, voice of God, I uh, I won my first fantasy game this week in a in a pretty a pretty explosive display of 88 points to 86. I didn't draft my team. Okay, it's, I didn't draft my team. Yeah, weird week. A lot of low scoring teams, but let's uh, let's finally give Jeff a congrats here. Um, he finally snuck out a victory in a terrible showing by most squads, scoring under 100 points in most uh, most leagues. So, yeah, big round of applause. He didn't go un completely winless on the year. What don't you get? They ask how, not how many. All right? I didn't draft my team. It's like making a meal with not doing your groceries. Uh, anyway, I don't pick. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> True of the week, Derek Carr's a stud. Amari Cooper. Uh, those drops, listen, for a props bet, for all you props bettors out there, Amari Cooper was at four catches. He had 19 targets. Okay? He's got a very accurate quarterback. Stay on that. Drops won't continue, but a good quarterback will. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, the post-game 
interview with him, but uh, I've never seen a guy more ashamed to get 210 yards because he probably could have had 300. He had five plus, maybe eight, eight, cat, eight drops, sorry, that hit him in the hands, face, or chest. I mean, Derek Carr had 19 targets, and all 19 should have been catchable. He's a stud, and if his back injury is not hurting them, then uh, uh, my truth of the week, I'm sorry. sorry. I thought my truth of the week from a couple weeks ago, where I told you the Raiders were done, because I thought Derek Carr uh, was a human being. Uh, he's got a broken back, and he's going to take him to the playoffs. All right, moving on to our news that matters with the voice of God, Mr. Brent Waits. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. All right, all right. The news that matters. Kind of a slower week with not too many crippling injuries, but uh, some of the news that matters is that Carson Wentz is a certified stud. He, uh, he had an incredible coming out party on uh, Monday Night Football. And for anyone who's on the fence, whether he's a franchise guy or not, he most definitely is. And he said, far of the haters and threw up four TDs in primetime. The guy looks awesome out there. I don't know if you saw the highlight where, yeah, it was about to be a sack. I don't know how he emerged, but he turned a 10-yard loss into a 17-yard gain. The guy is absolute stud. Um, slow start to the game, but really turned it on with the four TDs that he finished with. And he's got to be leading the MVP conversation right now. I, he, Carson, uh, by the way, this show, before it was ever a show called Carson Wentz, uh, being a rock star, go back to episode two. He's going to have a better career than Andrew Luck. By the way, Andrew Luck's that ugly guy who's on the sidelines for Colts games. <laughs> Looks like the Idomo guy. Uh, yeah, Carson Wentz, rock star. And another story that matters is, is despite how crazy of a year it's been so far, we are somewhat heading back down to reality with the New England Patriots returning to form, their defense figuring it out. They're again atop the AFC, the AFC East at least, and a favorite with the Steelers, who also look like studs. They had some trouble uh, early on in the year. Um, they are, you know, for the last decade, all the time that Brady and Roethlisberger have been there, they have been the AFC royalty, and they have returned to form. In the NFC, the Seahawks, every year since Russell Wilson came into this league, they have started slow. The offense has been looked messy, and they get stronger week by week until they're the scariest team heading into playoff time. Their D underperformed early in the year. They are the rock stars that they are. They're, they're showing it. Uh, and the Raiders, yeah. they Terrible start, but here they are. Here they are indeed. Derek Carr, another number four that I farve and love. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Everything does round out. Just remember to have a bigger memory, folks. Steelers, Pats, if you win your division, you will be good in this league. That's why the Seahawks or Rams, one of them's going to have a chance, the one that hosts that second week of the playoffs. All right? Whoever the wild card is, sorry, not this year. I don't think any wild card team's going to get through this year. Win your division or you're out. All right, moving on to our sorry section. Sponsored by good Canadian boy Justin Bieber. We went uh, three, two, and one with a push with Miami at three uh, last week on our picks. Uh, we told you to pick Carolina with Cam walking into Chicago with just three points needed to cover the spread. The Bears offense did not show up. However, they didn't need to. A couple of 75-yard defensive touchdowns. Uh, the Bears shut them down. Literally, Carolina held the ball for all three quarters. What are you going to do? That's football. Sorry. Sorry. Still think Carolina is going to be a lot better team than Chicago. I still think that was the pick. Look, by, look at total yards besides a couple of uh, shady turnovers. 
What are you going to do? Sorry. Sorry. We also told you to take the Ravens as another as a five and a half point underdog in Minnesota. I still think Minnesota is the most overrated team in the league. Their defense is real. They still have not faced a good team. Jesus. They're going to be facing some good teams later in the year. I told you to take them against the Falcons on December 3rd. Uh, uh, they're also at Detroit. I think they're going to lose that game too. Case Keenum is not going to get it done. Trent Dilfer was, a, was an aberration. You don't win Super Bowls with awful quarterbacks. You don't win, you don't win Stanley Cups with, uh, you know, with, with backup goalies. Uh, maybe sometimes you do. All right. Sorry. Sorry. But to tell you to pick the Ravens again. They suck. Uh, <laughs> Joe Flacco. Again, there's a guy whose back injury is getting to him. Derek Carr, Superman. Joe Flacco, human being. Kind of a weird one, too. I think he's cross-eyed or something. Something about him always looks like he's just smoked a little bit of hash. Scored a touchdown, looks the same. You know? Throw an interception, looks the same. Just kind of looks at the clock the way I would in math class in grade nine. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Three minutes went by. Jesus. Don't look at the clock if you're in high school, folks. All right? <laughs> High school must rock now. You know, iPhones. Oh my God. All right. Moving on to the nitty gritty of our show. We try to make you money here at Look Who's Talking. By the way, remember to rate, review, subscribe, especially if you went on our picks last week of the Saints, Cowboys, and our gold pick, the New England Patriots, which was a gimme, folks. It's New England. It's getting to the middle of the season. If you get them three points at home against anyone in the league, all right. I'll take them against the Houston Texans all-star team, all their alumni. I'll still take the Pats at home by three right now. So that was a gimme. We hope you did it. Anyway, rate, subscribe, review, and thank you to everyone that already did. Roll with us, folks. It's time for our Hugh Picks. You! All right, our picks are 15, 16, and 1 with a push last week. Our locks are seven, eight, and one. Without the Aaron Rodgers injury, we'd be one win better, but we got no excuses on this show, just like in life, all right? You want to do something? Go do it. Here we go. Gold pick of the week. We're taking the team that everyone's off. We're getting right back on them, the Atlanta Falcons. Mitten minus four uh, at the New York Jets, the most overachieving team of the league. I love this swing. I know some people are going to say uh, that spread's a bit too high. Atlanta's going to win by more than a touchdown. That offense gets back on board. Sarkeesian State saves his job. Gets that offense back on track. Yes, I'm on Atlanta this week. I don't care if anyone else is. They're winning by a touchdown over the Jets. Silver pick of the week. Again, a team that everyone's off because they just got shut out against the Chargers, which uh, we liked the Chargers last week. Not sure enough about Trevor Simeon, so we didn't include in our pick six. But we're taking Denver at plus seven and a half at Kansas City on Monday Night Football. When a team that's actually a decent offense gets shut out, you know what? Just like you when you were a kid, all right? If you got shut out at your sport, at practice that week, you had a little more focus. Focus is a lot in life, all right? If you cooked a shitty meal for your wife, that next day, you're going to cook a good one, all right? Denver just got shut out their offense better than that. It's a divisional game. It's actually going to be really important coming down the line. It's going to be close. I'm predicting Denver to win. Kansas City continue their slide. I called they would go 5-5 five and five when they were 5-0. and oh. They're 5-2, and two, and they still suck. Uh, so Denver, plus 7-5, and we're calling them to win outright in Kansas City. Our bronze pick of the week. 
We got, unfortunately, Bills Mafia. I don't like it this week. We got the Raiders rolling into town with the mini buy after the Thursday night football win, which was probably the best win of Derek Carr's career. That team is hot, is literally high. Um, no Marshawn, no problem. Doesn't matter. It's the Derek Carr show. Amari Cooper's going to catch more balls. Uh, the Bills defense is good, but they got some real matchup problems with Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree. I like Derek Carr, especially with any points. It's plus two and a half. We're taking the Raiders. Plus two and a half in Buffalo. Solid Raiders pick, Hugh. Tough spot for the Bills. Love them, need them, want them, talk about them. Raiders roll, mini buy. You, uh, any of you guys hear what happened at the after Mr. Marshawn uh, left the game after he threw the ref? You hear what happened to the rest of his night? First of all, he didn't even throw the ref. I felt bad. I mean, you have to give him the suspension, but he just kind of grabbed him, then saw it was the ref and like held him. And he was like, I'm sorry. And the ref was like, he's too late. I've already grabbed my flag. No Farvin chance he said sorry. Refs are the cops of football. You can't you can't put your hands on him, Jeff. He probably didn't say sorry. He might have, though. He looked upon. I really don't think so. But after he left the field, he decided that uh, he was going to put a little disguise on and head into the fans and hang out and watch the rest of the game. Um, and then after they got the huge win, he left the stadium and decided he had to get home somehow. And uh, he literally took the train with everyone and decided to uh, start a little chant saying, Farve the Chiefs. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I saw the subway part. I didn't know he stuck back in to watch the game. Um, he's like that guy at work that everyone has that like gets away with everything. And it's just okay because it's just funny. Like I, I got a guy at one of the places I work, literally, because like show up an hour late, doesn't matter. Anyway, our picks of the week, uh, Atlanta Falcons. Gold pick, silver pick, Denver Broncos, plus seven and a half. Bronze pick, Oakland Raiders, plus two and a half. All of our picks are visitors this week. We'll get three more for you later in the show. You! That was our Hugh picks. Woo! All right. Listen, I love when weird weather kind of messes with your day. You know? When you're a kid, there's some... I mean, if it's going to rain, crazy-ass thunderstorm. I mean, if there's a little bit of wind, give me some wind. Uh, it's just, I like when... I like, especially living in Canada, you know, uh, you get kind of everything. You know, nothing too bad where anyone gets hurt, obviously. But the fog on Sunday Night Football is what I'm getting to. The fog on Sunday Night Football is kind of cool. I mean, can't change that. Can't plan for that. It, it, it made NBC go to the Sky Cam, which was pretty cool. It's kind of like a Madden cam. Everyone kind of loved it. People on Twitter were going nuts. By the way, check us out on Instagram, at Hughes Talkings. Hughes spelled H-U-S. And uh, buckle up. Enjoy the ride. We're just heating up. But yeah, they went to the Madden cam. It was amazing. And uh, it also let you see the quarterback's reads. And we're watching Tom Brady, one of the best, attack the middle of the field. Attack the side of the field when he needed to. But when he... either way, I think the Sky Cam, uh, they should use it more. A lot of people do. And NBC might, you know, I feel like that's going to happen. And we're going to be able to see how Alex Smith sees guys open in needy situations and how he checks down, not because he's a, he's a coward, but because he's aware of the lack of velocity on his ball to fit it in through tight windows. The same velocity that Elway had, Favre had, Brady has, and a lot of guys that, again, Carr has. And you just see, you'll see these check downs that look like they're planned plays, but really it's the defense just knowing Alex Smith can't throw it to our, through our tight zones, and we're just going to force the check down. And that's how everyone beats the Chiefs in important games. Love the sky cam. NBC, you should stick with that. Uh, and Fog is pretty far and cool. 
Not when you're driving, though. It's really, it's really scary. Pull over, everybody. Down with the fog. Not down with the consistent hate on the Chiefs, man. You lost a couple tough games. Butker with a couple of bombs. What, he had a 52-yarder? 53. Keeping his name in the hat for uh, rookie of the year. Backdoor special. Love the fog. 53-yarder. Um, so props to Butker. is actually the longest of his pro career and college career. So I have to give it up to, uh, to your boy. Never going to win rookie of the year. So don't pay attention to that. <laughs> he looks like he's 15 years old. Just kind of tall. Had a lot of creatine. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We're moving on to overrated, underrated. Overrated, underrated. This week, treat it kind of like the stock market, folks. Overrated. The Minnesota Vikings, again, their defense looks good against some of the worst offenses in football. Minnesota's overrated. Yes, their defense looks good. Okay? Last three opponents, the Bears, Mr. Trubisky's first game. The Ravens, Joe, Joe Flacco with no backo. <laughs> uh, and uh, the Packers without Favre. Game earlier in the year against the Lions. I just hasn't been. Ex I want to see them against a tough opponent. Case Keenum can't get it done. They're still overrated. They shouldn't be anywhere near your top five. I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. How about that bold prediction? Lions, Bears, or Packers take the division. Someone else is winning those wild cards. Cowboys and or Seahawks, Rams. The Kansas City Chiefs are still overrated because, well, they're just going to keep losing games, folks. Hate to disappoint you. Until they put Patrick Mahomes in. I know, I know, I know Alex Smith has, what, like 14 touchdowns, no picks, but he's got two losses, and I guarantee you, I'd rather have him, I'd rather have my quarterback be 5-2 and two with three picks, because he tried three times to throw 30%, 40% balls that might win the game. Okay, you, you got to try to win the game. No picks, that's too efficient. Those 40% balls to your receiver that's got... A bigger wingspan usually. This has to happen. Favre used to win games like that. You're gonna get, he, he threw a lot of picks. Well, there's a gray area. Peyton Manning threw picks to try to win the game. Tom Brady throws picks to try to win the game. Alex Smith either knows his own velocity or just, I mean, good God, take some chances, man. Uh, I just, I see no picks and it's, it's, it's good, but it's almost too efficient in my opinion. They do also have the league leading rusher in Cream Hunt, so. Yeah, yep. But they got, they traded Jeremy Macklin, and they, he was the guy who went across the middle that could make those catches, even though they didn't have a quarterback that could really throw it. I don't know if you remember this, but two years ago, they, their receivers didn't catch a touchdown. Uh, a lot of bubble screen games, and a lot of over-the-top stuff, and they, he likes throwing to Kelsey, because Kelsey's wingspan's so big that he can actually loft it in there, and Kelsey's big enough to go get it. It just never gets low enough. Uh, for, for the cornerbacks to get. So just watch for that. Alex Smith not taking chances, and Derek Carr, all four of those balls were a bit tight uh, on Thursday Night Football against the Chiefs on the last play of the game times one, last play of the game times two, last play of the game times three, last play of the game times four, and even the fourth and 11th throw to Jared Cook as tight end right across the middle, right where it needed to be in a tight window as Alex Smith watched. Another bold prediction. Uh, Kansas City will finish last in their division. Yeah, I said it. 
Chargers are on the way up. Broncos defense can win games by itself. And Simeon's not as bad as he looked last week. And the Raiders are going to win the division. Looks like we got our first on-air bet. I will bet you anything and or everything that the Chiefs do not finish last in the AFC West this year. All right, Weird Mike. That's fair. Take a week. Let it marinate. Anything and or everything the Chiefs don't finish last in their division this year. I don't think you should say let it marinate to people. It just kind of comes across, uh, kind of rubs me the wrong way. You guys were talking about dinner earlier. I'm a little bit hungry now. I mean, I missed a production meal to start the show. I don't know, marinating and your chest hair poking out of that tank top just together just kind of freaks me out. As much as this pains me, I'm going to have to agree with Weird Mike. Really? All right. Well, that's fine. Here's my AFC West at the end of the season. Oakland, 10-6. and six. Denver, 9-7. and seven. L.A. Chargers, 8-8. Eight and eight. KC, 8-8. Eight and eight. And lose uh, by the tie break just because they suck. <laughs> also, the other overrated team is the L.A. Rams. I love them, but you couldn't be higher on them right now. They are, they're explosive on offense. They're pretty good on defense, but they've been playing the Cardinals. Uh, they, they, were, they, you know, they, they did get beat by the Seattle, but they looked good, but they had five turnovers. I'm just saying their stats are slightly inflated. I agree they're explosive, but at, at any like if you were going to sell stock on the L.A. Rams, now would be the time to sell them. They could not be higher, the stock. They're going to be in a fight to the death for that division with Seattle. Wild, I'm just saying, sell stock on L.A. right now. They ain't winning the Super Bowl, and it's going to get tough down the line to make the playoffs. But they look good. But uh, their grade eight coach is still a year away, all right? Now, I said the Eagles were, we said the Eagles at the start of the year here were the most underrated team. We said last week with that, like, hey, everyone get off the wagon. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Look, Carson Wentz is something special. I ain't going to put a ceiling on this anymore. We, we predicted that he was special. He looks like the next John Elway. The guy's, he's, he's awesome. Uh, and I said he was a year away last week. You know what? I'm taking that hat off. Who knows? NFC's wide open. So there you go. But the Rams are overrated. Sell stock of the Rams right now. Sell stock of the Chiefs. Sell stock of Minnesota Vikings because Case Keenum ain't winning. Farvin shit when it comes to important football. Uh, but it's not Halloween yet, so that's why uh, Minnesota, Kansas City, uh, they win games before they're important. All right, underrated. Again, we like to see trends before they start. Atlanta is going to be good again. I think it's going to start this week. I think, gonna, I think they're going to shit kick the Jets. I think gonna, people are going to, the headlines next Monday are going to be like, is it, has Atlanta found their stride? They're going to run the ball a lot more. Less emotional game against the, the, I guess the Jets and the Patriots. They won't change their strategy as much. They're going to get back to what works. Yeah, they're not as bad as everyone says. Remember that in football. You're not as bad as everyone you just saw be bad. Or teams aren't as bad as you just saw them be bad. And when teams shit kick teams, they're not quite as good. I still think Dallas is going to beat Washington this week, but they're not going to shit kick uh, the Redskins. It's a division game. I think the Redskins are running into Dallas at the wrong time. I'll get into that in picks later. Another underrated team. Oakland, buy stock in Oakland right now. Derek Carr's back is okay. I don't know if he's getting shots or something during the game, but he, he hit Amari Cooper 19 times. Amari Cooper just caught 11 of them. Also, the Patriots, uh, if you haven't yet, buy stock of the Patriots. They're the Super Bowl favorite. If you don't know that, I don't care what they are in power rankings, it's their Super Bowl to lose. They're going to host a division game, or sorry, they're going to host a playoff game in week two of the playoffs at Foxborough. 
They're going to win that game. So it's an AFC championship game. They might not be hosting it, but that's really what we're talking about here. All right, just like the Cleveland Cavaliers get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, Pats are getting to the AFC championship game. Whether they host it or not, that's up to the Steelers and a couple of other teams to decide. Really out on a limb there. Super Bowl teams, Atlanta, New England, buy-in, plus a preseason fave in Oakland. Come on, take an edge. I'm just saying the Pats, okay? I already gave you the Saints last week. I've given you the Saints two weeks in a row. How many times can I tell you the Saints are going to the Super Bowl, okay? I, I said a couple weeks ago uh, it was going to be Panthers, Eagles, NFC Championship game. Said last week, now Saints are taking that division. Panthers are going to have trouble in the wild card. Especially without Luke Keekley, they're going to lose some games they probably would win with Luke. It's amazing how what a quick, smart middle linebacker does. Just ask Dallas with Sean Lee. They got Sean Lee back in San Francisco. San Francisco could not score. By the way, random pick for you. Uh, Over-under pick. We're going to give you... Uh, yeah, I'll give you in your pick section, but we're doing one over-under pick this week for you, as well as the voice of God's going to give you our survivor pick. By the way, if you're still in your survivor pool... That's awesome. There's been it's been a crazy season of big dogs. Uh, Instagram us at who's talking. If you're still in your survivor pool, take a screenshot of your league. Uh, earn a guest spot on our show, giving the survivor pick next week because we don't believe you. Yeah, no. Um, essentially, ninety nine percent of all survivor pools are done. Um, and like we said, yeah, let us know. Uh, hit us up on Instagram. Uh, we want to party with you. You are ballsy, okay? You made some really weird picks, and they all paid off. So, yeah, I want to. I want to party with you. It's look. It's as I mentioned. I was talking about this before. It, it's division or bust, okay? Carolina, if they if they're the wild card and the Saints win the division, or Falcons, whoever comes out of that division, whew, strong team, looking good with the bye week. Just watch Dallas last week. Good coaches use the bye week, and the coaches that are competing for the Super Bowl this this year are great with bye weeks. That's why the Chiefs need to win their division or they're farved. Uh, I don't even think, I think they finished the last. I said that. You heard it here first. Call me stupid. Call me uh, whatever. Call me a Smith hater. I don't care. You know, <laughs> I'm right. You'll see at the end of the season. Hope you can remember. All right. Uh, it's division or bust. So you got the Steelers. They're going to walk away with their division. You can pretty much call that right now. Pat, same thing. Eagles look pretty good. Even the Houston Texans. You telling me either of those other teams are winning that division? Jacksonville, Houston. I think Houston will take that down the stretch. Blake Bortles, probably not winning the division. Some tough games coming up for the Jacksonville Jaguars, though their secondary and their defensive front is nasty. Blake Bortles, just keep remember to throw to Jaguars. <laughs> uh so, Size does matter in the receiving corps. Uh, the Jacksonville uh, still missing their main receiver, just like the Chiefs don't have anyone who's big down the middle. Look, when we played re recess football, okay, in grade seven at my school, all the grade six, grade seven, all the girls in our school, Marla, Steph, uh, Carrie, they, all of them were taller than most of the guys, at least maybe like a couple guys that somewhat pubertized and... <laughs> And the girls were taller, and they could catch. They had those big, fluffy coats. They made for good receivers. They were getting taken in the third, fourth rounds of these drafts. We actually organized some good football back in the day. Elementary uh, school, St. Louis Seton. Yeah, we picked girls, good receivers. Mark Sargent could have been something special. A little Meadowvale history for you. All right, moving on to our second section of picks. Hugh picks. Here we go. You. 
All right, earlier on, we gave the Atlanta Falcons minus four and a half at the New York Jets. Again, we talked about this earlier. You got an underachieving team, the Atlanta Falcons versus an overachieving team, the New York Jets. I love this. I think the Falcons are going to shit kick them. Silver pick was Denver versus Pittsburgh. Denver uh, plus seven and a half in Kansas City. And our broad pick was Oakland in Buffalo. Sorry, uh, Bills fans. <laughs> our other three picks we're going to give you for our Hugh picks. We like the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I like the Dallas Cowboys. Minus two and a half at Washington. Seems like a trap game. I don't agree. I'm taking the better team. Dallas Cowboys. Also, same sort of thing here. Looks like a trap game. Got Detroit coming off a bye. Uh, but I like Pittsburgh. Again, better. I think all of the key positions. Minus three at Detroit. If it was three and a half, I'd stay away. But it's three. I'll take the field goal. Uh, and I think Pittsburgh gets it done in a tight one. They win. And I like Houston plus five and a half in Seattle. Seattle, great defense, great home team. I still don't think they have an offense scary enough to win by over a field goal at home. I think it's a tight one. Houston might even win this outright. Uh, possibly an overtime game. I see a classic going down. Low scoring classic, 24-22 Seattle. Anyway, and one more pick for you, a little bonus pick. Over, under, I'm, I like Philly and the Niners. It's 47 and a half. I'm going the under. Who's scoring the points for the Niners against that Philly defense? So just a little summary. We are 15, 16, and 1. 7, 8, 1 in our locks. Our locks this week, Atlanta, Denver, and Oakland. Our other three picks that we like in Social Jude, Cowboys, Steelers, and the Houston Texans, led by Deshaun Watson. By the way, wore a Warren Moon jersey. Just, you know, he says all the right things, all the right things. Sometimes you hate those guys, but this guy, you believe, I believe it. He's awesome. All right. Those are my picks. If you want to hear Weird Mike's pick coming in with a loss on Monday Night Football that I think cost him his shirt because he's not wearing one. You! True story. Uh, my Monday night was comforted by John Gruden's amazing and entertaining color commentary. It was uh, definitely saved the night. <clears throat> Weird pick, two and three this year. Seven all week, week. Got to get back on track. Five hundred, turn the corner. You heard it here. Saints steamroll at the Superdome. Minus eight and a half. New Orleans minus eight and a half at home over Chicago Bears. Trubisky gonna get schooled. By Drew Brees, the veteran at home, who that nation, believing, playing their ass off. They're rolling. It's not the right spot for the Bears. They won fluke, two defensive scores, two in a row. It's not three. It's a big number. It doesn't matter. 41-10. Bourbon Street is bumping. Saints roll. Weird pick of the week. Minus eight and a, f eight and a half. I love the Saints. I don't like the number. I feel like, I've all, I, I mean, Saints are great at home. Mitch Trubisky, still a rookie, but it's a lot of points against a team that has won outright as an underdog the last two weeks. Mitch looks good, especially throwing the run. Like, he's got the physical characteristics. He's not Deshaun Watson, but he's got, it's one of those things where you're looking at him, and you can tell right away he's going to be a quarterback in this league for a while. I agree with all of that, just not in this spot, in this week. 
All right, he's going to get told, and that's going to be part of it. And the next week, he's going to be better because of that. That's the what I'm talking about with Drew Brees. You know, he's going to beat him down, and then he's going to meet him in half field at the end of the game and be like, hey, this is what you can use. This is what you can do. And he's going to impart that knowledge on the next generation. But in this moment, Brees is going to beat down that kid. I don't, even, I don't even know what Trubisky would say to Brees. Trubisky looks like an idiot. I mean, I don't think he is, but he's like, he looks like... Uh, he just looks like a mimbo. Like he's like he's Belushi from Animal House, shaved. He's gonna say thank you, Mr. Breeze, for teaching me that lesson. I'll be better for it. I guarantee it. I think Mitch would just say right back, like Dub Bears. <laughs> who I play for? He's Brick. He's Brick of the league. Mitch uh, Brick Trubisky. We're calling him on the show from now on. So those are our picks. We hope you like them. All right. I'm going to teach you how to hedge your bets. We got an Instagram message on who's talking about hedging. How do you hedge? So there's two ways you can hedge your bets. So if you make a multiple, uh, multiple game bet called a parlay where you pick three games. So let's say, for instance, this week you go with our, gold pick, our three locks and you were to take uh, the Oakland Raiders, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Denver Broncos on point spread. That Denver Broncos game is the last game on that ticket. So if you win the first two games, if you win the Oakland Raiders bet, if you win the Atlanta Falcons bet, and you get to that Denver game, you have a plus seven and a half, then you wager some amount of money. You can, if it's your original bet was $20 and you're going to win $100, okay? You can put, put $20 now on the Kansas City Chiefs at minus seven and a half and guarantee yourself your bet back with $20. That is a classic hedge on a three-game parlay with that third game starting after those first two games end. Uh, that is a way where hedging has to happen. That last game is usually the Sunday nighter or the Monday nighter when you're talking about football. So, again, you have to use a website to do that, but that is how you would save yourself. So if you don't, you don't need all three games to hit to win some money, you can even bet half of your 100 bucks you're about to win, so 50 bucks uh, on the Chiefs. You don't have to watch the game. You're just going to win $30 or $50. Anyway, you get the idea. Uh, another hedge you can do is a single, in a single game hedge using a live bet. This is where you can make some dough. You know what you're doing. Seems like the stock market, but if I explain it to you, it might make a bit more sense. So, let's say, for instance, you take the, uh, the Denver Broncos plus 7.5 against the Chiefs. Uh, let's say Denver immediately goes up by 7 points. Okay. That live line, and you can just click on NFL Live Betting, whatever website you're using, uh, that there's going to be a new line on the game. Let's say Denver goes up by 10 points. Now do it for sure, because the line on the game will now be Kansas City to win by a point or Denver to win by two. And if you take that bet, you now get this middle section where the score, if Kansas City happens to win by five or four or three, uh, you win both bets. And either way, because the bets have crossed over each other, uh, in a sense, if you understand what I'm saying, you will definitely win one bet at least. So that's a live bet hedge. You take the underdog, and if the underdog is ever winning, you bet live on the favorite. Uh, there you go. That's hedging your bets. All right. Uh, listen, we, got some, we get some stats sent to us all the time. Our stats division, <laughs> Hawk Media's uh, stats department, does a great job keeping up with the times. Some stats are stupid, folks. 
All right? Just like award shows are stupid in the words of Jerry Seinfeld, okay? Uh, A lot of stats are stupid. They still got to play the game. Stats are in the past. The game still has to be played. For instance, someone sent me a stat warning me about the New Orleans game last week. I said New Orleans with a shit kick. Uh, The Aaron Rodgers list, Green Bay Packers. Now, maybe I didn't give Brett Hundley as much of a chance as I should have. Guy's a stud quarterback at UCLA. I don't see the zing on the ball I'd like to see. But you know what? He's not, uh, he's not too bad. He might get the Packers some wins this year. But not against Drew. He wasn't going to outscore Drew Brees and the Saints. That's what I said last week. Just run the drives. The Saints are going to just score more on more percentage of their drives. That's exactly what happened. Someone sent me a stat before that game, questioning my pick, saying New Orleans is 1-5 straight up in their last uh, six games in Green Bay. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers was playing. <laughs> this is an example, it's a somewhat obvious example of why a lot of stats don't matter, okay? Any Raiders stats of the last 10 years? Yeah, they didn't have Derek Carr. They sucked. It's a quarterback's league, okay? There, there's just a lot of stats like that, that that don't matter, and it's important to remember that they don't matter. Some stats are stupid, just like some awards are stupid. Uh, just like... Uh, Tight khakis in our studio are kind of kind of stupid, weird, Mike. Then, yeah, stretching makes us uncomfortable. And you didn't ever say sorry. <laughs> all right. For all you uh, props players, fantasy picks players, we've got some fantasy tips brought to you by the voice of God. You don't got to put your hands together to talk to him. Just listen up. Brett Waits. Will you teach me to football? Oh, baby. Week eight in the NFL. It's a big one. We got six teams on by, six of which include the Cards, the Packers, the Jags, the Rams, the Giants, and the Titans. That's a lot of teams. I don't know why six are on by all at once. Um, Maybe they hang out. I don't know. But uh, that's a lot of implications for your lineup because people like Larry Fitz, Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, Evan Ingram basically starts every week are going to be out. So you're going to have to hit the waiver wire and get in some nice replacements. There's lots of guys out there, but the ones I want in every league, Deion Lewis, he seems to be... The guy right now, he is very hot in New England. I know it's, it's, a, it's a risky pick because there is a four-running back committee there, but he has the most trust of Brady and Belichick, really like Lewis. RB, RB3 kind of flex potential, um, you know, upside with touchdowns. I just dropped Lewis. <laughs> why, didn't, why didn't we talk earlier, Brent? You're dick. He's now on my roster, so thank you, Jeff. Um, in the, really? <laughs> Farm! Sucks to suck. That's why I'm five and one, and you're I'm six and one, and you're one and six. All right, moving on. Wide receiver, Mr. Kenny Stills of Miami. He uh, he had a huge week last week with 85 yards and two TDs for Mr. Matt Moore. I like it. Devontae Parker's not 100, percent and they showed some really great chemistry in the preseason. Kenny Stills, pick him up. Other huge receiver if he's available, and he is in quite a few leagues. Ted Ginn Jr. The second receiving option of Drew Brees should always be owned. They are, he is still Drew Brees. They are still a pass-heavy offense. Definitely grab him if you can. Willie Sneed is still out. He put up 141 yards. Huge pick with a huge upside. Love him. He has the perfect recipe. He's got a great QB, pass-heavy offense, opportunity, and a proven track record. He was Cam Newton's favorite deep threat. Grab him if you can. Some tight ends to keep an eye out for the, on the waivers if you need to replace one. Mr. Jared Cook of the Oakland Raiders. Could have had a game-winning touchdown there. He's getting a lot of targets. Tyler Croft as well of the Cincinnati Bengals. He is the replacement for Tyler Eifert. Andy Dalton is, again, yeah, not a good quarterback. We've kind of spoke about this. 
generally not great quarterbacks love their tight end. Um, you know, making the nice short, easy pass. Andy Dalton targeting him doesn't mean much. He's getting less accurate by the game. I might be a vision. It may, might be a vision issue. Yeah, I didn't say drop what you're doing, but Tyler Croft, he's got some upside. This is a rough week. He's got it. You should grab him if you need him. And that wraps up this week's fantasy news update. Uh, but yeah, be sure to pay attention to that weird Mike, um, who still thinks fantasy stats are about Fantasia, his favorite movie. All right, you heard news that matters. This is news that doesn't. And now for some news that doesn't matter. Julio Jones has been lying to us all, and Julio is actually not his real name, which is, I can't believe I'm just finding this out now. Breaking my heart. That's a great name. So I would, I mean, I would say guess, but there's literally no way you would ever guess this name. Um, I will say that it rhymes with a female body part. <laughs> really? <laughs> like Mo- Mova? Yeah, this is a real Seinfeld episode happening live on air. Dolores! His name is Quintoris Jones. Quintoris Jones. Quintoris Jones. So you heard it here first. I think we're the first podcast to out him. We're, uh, we're the Julio Jones or Quintoris truthers. So for the remainder of this show... I will be referring to him as Quintoris. Can you just pick your name? I know Sting did it. We, we'll talk about that next episode. Quintoris Lopez Jones for the full name. In other news that doesn't matter, Quelo. <laughs> it's too close to Quavo. Can't do it. All right. Um, in other news that doesn't matter, a, uh, a local Boston man posted an ad on Craigslist this morning um, selling 328 fog machines. <laughs> no way. I know we talked about the fog a little bit earlier in... Uh, in in the show, yeah. I mean, if you watch that game, it was awful. They literally had to switch cameras because it was so blurry. So, yeah, classic Pat style. I mean, every time anything happens in, in uh, Gillette Stadium, everyone freaks out, says the Pats are cheating. So he put an awesome Craigslist ad. You got to Google it and read it all. But some uh, highlights include used only once, um, not, doesn't mix well with birds, keep away from falcons, eagles, and the like. Um, please only call because I don't have Snap, Face, or Instachat, which is a great Bill Belichick quote. That's, that's awesome. We now have Fog Gate. Uh, by the way, everything doesn't have to be called Gate. Uh, media is really stupid. Could you imagine coughing up 1500 bucks to Foxborough, Gillette Stadium, Sunday Night Football, Super Bowl rematch, and you can't even see the second half of the game? You were sitting row 20, you're toast. You got nothing. Yeah, if you're in the upper bowl, that really sucks. You'll probably get your money back. But a lot of this whole rumor started because our, our boy Quintoris uh, mentioned that uh, there might be some you know, funny business afoot. So cut, cut the shit, Quintoris. Um, you, you lost. It was weird weather. It's the East Coast. Even if this was a real thing, I mean, how would you even know that the fog would be an advantage for Tom Brady and the Patriots? Like, this is just like, it's like, I don't know, it's like, like uh, anyway. Ah! Uh, Foggate, probably news doesn't matter. Julio, that's the last time we're saying the show. Quinn Torres, <laughs> sounds like a dinosaur. Thanks, Brent. Thanks, Weird Mike. You know what? Got a f- good feeling about the picks this week. Ladies and gentlemen, roll with us. One last thought going forward here. It's a little Jerry Maguire memo for the future of football. I think long bombs are the three-pointer of the NFL. 
Right now, they're thrown at a certain percentage. It's, it's a little bit higher than it used to be. It used to be a run, real run-heavy league. I think 20 years from now, we're going to laugh at how little teams threw long bombs. I'm talking every time they go offside. I'm talking every time they're second and two. I'm talking, you know, you're, you're not as successful. Your quick throws, third and six, third and seven. Why not go long? You can still punt it. And I'm talking more balls that are 50-50 balls for your receivers with bigger wind spans. It doesn't have to be a perfect route. Just get them away from everyone else and play 500 up. I'm saying the frequency of long bomb passing is going to go way up, noticeably up, to the point of 20 years from now, we're going to laugh at that. Uh, with analytics and stuff like that, defensive pass interference, receivers that are better at catching, you watch. Long bomb passing. Just like three-pointers in today's, NM today's NBA. Launch 60. You know what? You're throwing seven, eight balls right now, 40 yards or more. I think that's going up to 16. You can see double the amount of long bombs thrown. Anyway, we hope you roll with our picks. We're pretty fired up for a mi weird mics. Rolling with the Saints. We picked against the Bills. Sorry, Mafia. By the way, do not slam your girlfriend onto tables. Uh, it's Halloween coming up next weekend. Whether you're tricking, treating, uh, be safe. If you see a pizza man, give him a look who's talking high five. He's one of our co-hosts. And that pizza's old. Uh, thanks for listening. Look who's talking. Episode 6. Brought to you by Huck Media. I'm have a weird mic and the voice of God. See you next week. We love you. Top of my dome.